All right, everybody. We have something different right now on the OT with Nick and Frankie show. First off, Nick's not here. That's a big shocker, isn't it? Um, but I am here. And on our OT show today, we have a special guest whom I've had the chance to meet about, I don't know, two weeks ago or so. Um, he is a founder CEO of a company. He had reached out to me with um, a, a proposal to work with you, Stadium. Um, he'll tell you all about it. Uh, and I just, I literally, uh, I love you, man. I will say live here. I love, <laughs> I love you, dude. Professing my love to you. No, you're, you're, you are a great person. Thanks, man. That's the first person to ever say it back to me. So hey, back I, I really do appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we have Clay Ratterman on. Clay Ratterman is currently the founder and CEO of Natabot. They're a hy hyper-personalized video messaging platform. Um, you can look them up. They create uh, videos for any sort of outreach. Um, but more than being the founder and CEO of Natabot, Clay is the walk-on messiah, I call him. <laughs> Clay Ratterman, and we're going to get all into this, but Clay Ratterman walked on to the Ohio State University and he played Clay uh, high school football at, in Ohio. Um, yep. He had lower D1 looks, mostly, I, I mean, he had D2 looks as well. And Clay uh, played at Ohio State under Urban Meyer, was his head coach. <laughs> his offensive coordinator was Ryan Day. Uh his secondary coach was Greg Schiano, who directly coached uh, Clay, who who was a uh, who was a safety. Um, right, Clay, you were safety. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I played safety. Yep. Now he played with Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Denzel Ward, Joe Burrow, Dwayne Haskins, Jeff Ukada, Terry McLaurin, Jordan Fuller, Paris Campbell, J.T. Barrett, Sam Hubbard. Splash, our, our producer's favorite person in the world, one of the most overrated backs in the league, J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> Just kidding. That's that's an inside joke we got at the company. But um, Clay, welcome to OT with Nick and Frankie. I am so glad you're here. And uh, say oh, yeah. hi to the U Stadium fam out there, my man. What's up, family? Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to be here, Frankie. Appreciate all the, uh, the kind words uh, and back at you. You're a phenomenal human being, but. Uh, yeah, dude, excited to, to chat on that team that you mentioned. I've never heard anyone listing the players off like that. So it's uh, it's quite crazy to think about uh, like how much talent there is just at Ohio State in general. But like, gosh, I mean, that the years I mean, the years that I was there, like looking back, I'm like, wow, those like it's just crazy to see, like because you see behind the scenes, like all these people putting in all this hard work. And then you see like what they've done in the league and just how uh, yeah crazy their uh, their legacies are. Yeah, man. I mean, when when you had told me that you had walked on, I wasn't I wasn't even too sure about it. I was uh, I sort of did some research. I'm like, wait, he really was on the roster. I remember looking on uh, you know 2017's uh, Ohio State roster. I'm like, was Clay on there really? And then uh, you know you had told me the the story, and um, I thought it was just phenomenal. I mean, just the process that you went through, how you walked on. You seem just like a stand up kind of guy that works hard. Um, but why don't you tell the story? We didn't get too much into it on our on our business call, <laughs> but um, tell the story about how you went from being uh you know a, a a really good ohio uh high school football player um 
to walking on to Ohio State. What was that like? How did that happen? Tell our viewers everything. Yeah, yeah. And so to preface all of this, like it's one of those things too where um, I never really – I mean even like the, the, the pictures you're pulling up and stuff is like really cool, but I never uh, – especially while I was playing, like I never wanted to talk about that I was playing football or that I was, you know, doing these things. It just feels really weird to, uh, to kind of like tell the story and to tell people about the experience and do, do all that. Cause a lot of it's like, you know, you're on the team, you put your head down, you go to work. You're not like, Hey, I'm on the football team. Like it was never about that. All the stuff that I posted about football was kind of after I was done playing football. And, and the reason for, me being so open and telling my story uh, is because I realized there was a lot of young high school athletes that had the same dreams, same aspirations, same vision. And uh, nobody was talking about how to walk on, how to actually like, what's the process like, what is it like when you're on the team? And so I, I honestly was just like, man, I am not one to want to like share this stuff or like to go out on a limb and talk about it really. But um, I posted some YouTube videos on it initially. Cause I was like, you know, maybe I could help some people. And then, yeah, from there, I've helped a ton of younger athletes kind of walk on and, and figure out that process. Because a lot of these high school athletes, they think that the only option is like, you either get recruited or you don't, and it's over. And so, uh, a lot of them will go that, you know, D2, D3 route. And they end up like, you know, going and playing football somewhere where they're not enjoying it at all. And so my whole thing was I never wanted to play football uh, somewhere that I didn't enjoy it. Like it wasn't like, like if I were to want to go and play football, it was going to be uh, for my dream school, which was Ohio State at the time. So to kind of walk you back through how the entire story started and, um, you know, why I'm why I even share it is basically to to help other people that are in that same position is because when I was in high school, I was like very undersized. I mean, not like, I wasn't like shorter than everyone else or anything, but I was just like really skinny when I was a freshman. Uh, I came out of middle school and was like, you know, I was a good player growing up. I was like naturally athletic, things like that, played a bunch of different sports. But when I got into high school is this, you know, massive high school and man, I could just, I couldn't play. Like they would not play me. I was like weaker than everyone in the weight room. And I'm like, shit, man, like I better figure something out here or I'm going to spend four years playing the sport, wasting my time and not even getting on the field. So um, I spent, yeah, several years in high school, just lifting a bunch, trying to get better, you know, basically freshman, sophomore and junior year, I wasn't playing a whole lot. I was like, you know, kind of just third string receiver type deal uh, just, you know, working out a bunch and like trying to get better, um, which was your not first even, three years of high school. You were not even playing. You're saying I mean, so when you were like, you were a junior, you were barely playing. I, I was playing on and off. And so, okay. How many snaps it, a game were you getting? Let's say, were you playing at the end of games? If it was a blowout, you could go in or you were. Yeah. So the way it worked was like special teams. Fre yeah. Freshmen had their own team and I like was barely playing, which is like, bad because you're only competing with the other freshmen. So that was the first year of my life where I was like, not the star player, like getting a bunch of touchdowns, doing a bunch of stuff. And so it was like a, a big struggle. It was a big change from like, you know, just whatever the other leagues I was playing in growing up. And I was just dominating. 
And so then when I got to high school and I was sucking, I was like, man, this is like, this is really bad. So I got to, I either got to basically commit to this and see it through and like try really, really hard, or I got to, you know, stop completely. So I made the decision to be like, okay, instead of just doing the average amount, I'm going to start working out really, really hard and trying to become like, you know, one of the best players on the team. And so because the, the school I was at, I mean, they're a good football school. There's a lot of kids there. And so, um, yeah, I went through like a two to three year period where I wasn't really playing that much. And I was like, the idea of playing college football, the reason I'm telling you guys this is the idea of playing college football was not even in my head. I, w- I had no, I knew that I wanted to go to Ohio State as my school, but I had zero uh, aspiration. That's amazing of- to me. Yeah, zero aspiration of playing college football. I, I didn't even think that far ahead. I didn't even know you could get recruited. Like, I seriously had no clue that that was even a thing. I w- it wasn't on my map at all. I thought that you just had to be like this ridiculously good player that started on varsity as a freshman to even have the chance at, you know, getting a scholarship somewhere. So it was just not even in my mind at all. And uh, junior year, I started to to put on a lot of muscle and then – you know, finally it was like working my way in a little bit on varsity. I was playing receiver. Um, and then finally it gets to senior year of my high school uh, or my last season in high school, basically. And it is like fall camp time and I'm still playing receiver. And we have like, I mean, you guys are, I'm sure familiar with uh, Terry Glenn uh, senior. So Terry Glenn's son was actually on my team. So he was kind of the starting receiver. And then they had, I mean, they just had a couple other guys that were like slotted in as like, these are going to be our starting receivers. And so I was like, man, I got to do something else. So I switched to corner my, uh, my senior season, like in fall camp and then started getting a bunch of interceptions. And basically like I was picking off people left and right in practice. Cause I knew I had to <laughs> happen. And so the coaches thought that I was, I was cheating cause I knew all the receiver plays. So they were like, Oh, like, he knows all the plays. And so they would make me turn around <laughs> at practice because like they they thought I was just looking at the plays and just like standing in the perfect spot. And uh, in, in some sense, it was kind of true because anytime a receiver would start a route, I would know what they were running because like I played yeah. receivers. So I could tell like the, I could tell like what they were trying to do. So it did actually help me a lot playing receiver first. And so, um, I ended up like kind of weaseling my way into the starting spot because they literally couldn't deny it anymore. Like they didn't want to start me, but it was just like, okay, he's literally, he's gotten an interception like three times every single practice when we scrimmage. So <laughs> we might as well try him out. And so we, we scrimmaged like the best state or the best team in the state uh, before the season started. And I got an interception there. And then, so they were like, okay, we'll start him. And so that season, I just like went on a tear and did super, super well. Uh, like led the division interceptions and just like did like did way better than I expected. Honestly, our team wasn't that good. So it was kind of like one of those years where they were like, wow, this is going to be a letdown year, like a rebuilding year. Uh, But I personally did good. And then we actually ended up going and making into the playoffs, beating the number one seed, you know, going like a little bit further in the playoffs than anybody expected. So we had a killer senior year. And uh, it kind of reinvigorated my passion for football because I had hated it the previous three years. Like when you're not playing and you're putting in all the work, I, I mean, it sucks. Like you're there to play the game. Yeah. And, and that's what I loved, loved to do. 
So for three years of me just like barely playing, I'm like, I'm just sitting there eating shit in high school. And I'm like, man, this sucks. So it like gave me that little spark uh, towards the end of high school. And I, so I applied to Ohio State, still not really thinking about walking on there. Um, I applied to Ohio University as well. And I was debating, I was like, oh, I think I could actually play football at OU. And so my grandpa, who was like my main supporter growing up, he was like, he wanted me to go to OU really badly because he wanted me to keep playing football. So his whole thing, like he's a huge Ohio State fan, but he wanted to see me go to OU so I could actually play. And so the time rolls around, I get uh, waitlisted or no, I get deferred from Ohio State, which means they're going to wait and tell me if I get admitted uh, once everybody else sends their applications in. And so everybody's applications are in. They send me another letter in the mail and it says I'm waitlisted. So then I get waitlisted and they're like, basically, we don't have any spots, but if anything opens up and people cancel, you're like kind of right on the cusp. So maybe we'll let you in like right before the school year starts. And I'm like, Wow. Okay, great. Like, the, so I got to basically eat, choose another college and then maybe get lucky and go to Ohio State. So I planned on going to OU. Like the whole thing was like, I, I had roommates picked out. Like I was like pretty dead set on OU. And then the final day- and you were going to walk on to OU maybe? It was like, yeah, I was debating it. It was like one of those things where I was going to wait till I got there and see what I, you know, see what the tryouts. But there's no communication at this point with OU's head coach or anything, nothing, recruiter. No, but I had a friend that had done it. And so we kind of had like, we had people that knew the coaches there. So it would have been a little bit easier. Um, Got it. But so- You were saying the last day, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, the last is crazy because literally the last day of my uh, senior year of high school, like on the day when you're supposed to wear your college shirt, like the shirt that you're wearing, like <laughs> you're going to, I'm wearing my OU shirt, go downstairs. And my mom gets a letter in the mail and it's from Ohio state. And they admitted me on the final day of my senior year. And I'm like, Oh my, I was like mad. Wow. I, was, I was heated. Cause I'm like, I already have all this stuff figured out. And then, so then I just switched the shirt and wore an Ohio State shirt. And I told my roommates, I was like, sorry, guys, like I'm going to Ohio State. <laughs> I, I grew up a Buckeye. So I was like, I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't turn it down, basically. And you took a quick drive to Walmart and got one of those those offshoot Ohio State shirts. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you know I had those stocked up already. <laughs> the Walmart game. No, but so I, I ended up going to uh Ended up going to Ohio State, and then my freshman year was 2014. So uh, you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, but 2014, Ohio State went on to win the national championship. So I'm sitting there as a freshman watching, and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, this is insane. Like, I first of all, I'd never even like, I, I was, still wasn't really thinking about walking out at the time, but when I went to the game as a fan, like I'd never gone to like the football game uh, or hadn't gone to a football game in a long time as like a fan. I was always just like looking at it from the lens of like me playing football. So when I was in the stands watching these games as a fan, I hated it for some reason. Like I, I would always be like, man, I like, I wish I was playing or like, I thought I could be playing or there's some weird thought in my head of like, I'm not supposed to be sitting here watching it from this perspective. I'm like supposed to be doing something. And so, um, they go on to win the national championship. My grandpa, like I said, is my biggest supporter in football. He was uh, 
he had cancer at the time. And so he actually entered hospice care, which is like, basically like you're on your last couple weeks type of thing. And they win the national championship. And my grandpa's like a couple days away from passing. And so I'm with him and he's like, he doesn't really even know that Ohio state won. Um, but I was like in, on his bedside. I was basically like, look, I'm going to walk on and play football at Ohio state. Like that's going to be my promise to you, like that type of thing. And then he passed away a couple of days later. And so nobody in my family really knew that I, I had had that conversation with him. Uh, but it was just kind of like my thing to him. It was like private and I didn't really tell anybody about it. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's the Ohio state national championship game. Yeah. So um Anyway, he passes away and I had made the promise to him that I was going to walk on. And so I started trying to figure out like every possible way that I could walk on so I could keep my promise. And so I did this thing called the Ohio State's fastest student race. So they they basically like bring you in to spring practice and they had, for whatever reason, I don't know why they even did this, but they had students race each other in the 40-yard dash. And then whoever wins that gets to at the spring game they get to race in front of like a hundred thousand people during halftime or whatever. So I do the Ohio state's fastest student race, make it to the finals. And then I lose. This is your uh, sophomore year. This is my freshman year. This is the very tail end oh, of my okay. freshman year. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And so the, this is after my grandpa's passed. It's after the winter. So it's like going, it's like right. Spring ball. Their spring ball yeah. freshman year. Got it. Yeah. Spring this ball time, time. Basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, a little bit before this, little, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I do the Ohio State's fastest student race. Doesn't work out. Uh, I mean, like I did do really well, but I lost in the finals. So like basically I didn't make it to the spring game. Um, but then uh, fast forward a year, like I'm trying to figure out how to walk on a, a bunch of different ways. Like there, there literally was no, no information. You can't really get in touch with people that easily. It's really hard to figure out. And so my only hope was like, I was like, I'm going to do this Ohio State's fastest student thing. I'm going to win. And when I win, I'm going to get the connection because they're going to be like, this kid's fast as shit. <laughs> Let's let him on the team. <laughs> and so that Who'd was like the game to? plan. Uh, out of this picture. Um, uh, is he in that picture? Well, so this is the second year. This is what I'm getting to. So this, this isn't okay. the first year. Um, they had the Ohio State's fastest student race another time. And I was like, okay, now's my opportunity. So I've been training a bunch. I did end up winning that time and then going to the, this is like when you run in front of everyone at the shoe. Um, and like, they kind of, they messed it up. They like, someone shot the gun off wrong and like everyone had to restart. Like two <laughs> people jumped offside. Like the whole thing just turned into this, like, it was just a shit show. Like basically they like messed up the, uh, the race and like, I was so bad. We jumped off sides. Like everyone's like ready to run. And we jumped off sides like three or four times in a row. Like everybody is like kind of like cheating a little bit, like trying to get ahead. And so it was just like the whole thing was messed up. Basically, we got nothing out of it again. And I'm like, damn, like I've spent a lot of time trying to do this fastest student race because I thought that was going to be my end. And um, yeah, just nothing worked at all. And so I actually had a friend uh, who made the team. It was he made it like out of high school. So he had a connection to really good player, CJ Saunders. You guys might've heard of him in the college space. He's hopefully going to go on um, and get some training camps in the league. But anyway, he had made it. He's from my high school. 
and he had had a connection to somebody. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't have those same connections, but I at least knew I was like, okay, he's on the team. If he can do it, there's got to be a way I can figure this out and, and try to, you know, weasel my way in. And so I started and this is going into your sophomore year. You're starting to train and stuff going in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm year. training. Yeah. I'm training a lot at this point. Uh, I never really stopped. But so my sophomore What was your 40 year, time, by the way? Uh, the time that I made the team was Best a time. four, five, seven, Damn. I think. Wow. Four, five, seven, something like that, or four, five. That's low faster four, five, than the Ravens six. running back. That's faster than Gus Edwards, Splash, our producer back there. You well, see that? so. <laughs> I mean, so that that's kind of the thing was uh, nailing your 40 time was the most important thing at any of these tryouts. So I always tell people, I'm like, your 40 and your shuttle time, like if you're trying to walk on somewhere, if you can have a good 40 time, you're going to get looks. Um, Definitely. So anyway, I, yeah, I'm going on, I'm keeping training, all that stuff. Do the Ohio State's fastest student race again didn't really work out it was kind of like one of those weird situations that just nothing really happened from and i like kept, kept building these things up in my mind like oh this will be the time this will be the time and finally i was just sending out cold emails all over the place trying to figure out like okay who can i get in front of i was about to just walk into the facility and like just i was trying to talk to everybody like what do i do and this for is and this time? is like august this is august going into your sophomore year august september time yeah, and then by the by the end of my sophomore year, I ended up figuring out um, basically that they had a tryout coming up in the fall. And basically the way they do the tryouts is they had open tryouts for like basically anyone who was a student that was above a 3.0 GPA that had, you know, XYZ requirements. And so someone had emailed me back basically that said, they had connected me to the right person. So they said, hey, I'm not the right person, but I know someone who is. Send me a connection email to the right guy who is a walk-on like coordinator or something like that. And that guy sent me the tryout information. So they don't give a crap about your film. They don't want to see any of that stuff. Like They just don't care. They're not going to look at it. Um, at yeah. least that was my experience. And so they were like, here's the tryout date. Good luck. And so... Uh, the tryout was in the fall. It was it was the week. This is the week that the uh, the first week of the semester. So they have tryouts the first week of the semester in the fall and the first week of the semester in the winter, which I didn't know at the time. They'd only just told me like, hey, we have one in the fall. And sometimes they don't do them at all. Like, I don't even know if they still do them. I don't know if schools do these regularly. There's not like a set thing on this. It's just kind of like it was Coach Meyer's policy, essentially. Um, so they gave me the tryout date and that's all I needed. I, I got a job at rogue fitness in Columbus, which is like, they had a really nice gym there. It was like, it's a weightlifting company basically that they make weightlifting equipment. So I took a job there so I could like train at the best possible spot. And, um, yeah, I was working out there all the time. And then I had a weird scenario pop up where my brother and I were like always watching American Ninja Warriors kids. And so we basically, uh, he figured out there was like a college edition of American Ninja Warrior and that they were looking for people that were in, um, you know, big universities, big rivalries, things like that. And we're like, oh my God, Ohio State, Michigan would be perfect for this. Me and my brother are two years apart. We're in college at the same time. We could be like the brother team. Uh, so my brother like applied us to be on the show. 
long story short, we get accepted. And the day I'm supposed to fly out to film in LA for American Ninja Warrior is the day of my tryout for Ohio State. Wow. What's the chances of that? Yeah, man. It was super, super tough because like on one hand, I was going to potentially let down my brother who had gotten us signed up for this. Like it would ruin the whole thing. On the other hand, I was going to let down my promise that I had secretly made to my grandpa. And I'm like, I cannot fucking believe that this is on the same day. Like this makes, this is just (laughs) insane. Like literally the same day. Life does that sometimes. Yeah. And so, uh, I basically just took the flight that they had said that I was supposed to be on and just skipped it and then booked a red eye flight like for the like really late that night. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like going to have, you know, I'm not going to be there till this time. So I just skipped the flight that they had said and went to the tryout anyway. And I just told my brother, I was like, dude, I'll be out there. Like, we'll figure it out. Um, But I went to the tryout, performed really well. Like, I mean, keep in mind, I've been training for this for like, two years at this point um and i'm like doing yeah it was like between you going to a tryout or going to like american ninja warrior you were ready for something yeah you're ready to like pop off one way or the other so seriously but the problem is i was training for football i was neglecting ninja train or like whatever the grip you know i didn't care at all about that at the time yeah i was very very focused on the football what was the tryout just 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 like cone drills and a bunch of just you know running catching balls that throwing to you that sort uh, of thing it's actually very combine style for the most part. So it's 40 shuttle. Yeah. Um, yeah cone Broad drill, jump, ag drill all that yeah. stuff. things like that. And then it's um, they kind of just like, if they want to see more from you, they'll keep you around and make you do position specific drills after that. And then kind of from there it's over. So the way it works is they take your slip of paper. Like they're like writing all your information down and if they want to uh, talk to you afterward, they're going to keep your slip of paper. This is how it worked at Ohio State, at least. Um, and so if you got your piece of paper back, you're dismissed at the end and everyone just leaves. If you didn't get your piece of paper back, they want to talk to you for a minute. So uh, that Who was there? Out. Were any were any prominent coaches there? Or it was just uh, the walk-on uh, coordinators and some some positional coach, maybe? Yeah, walk-on coordinators, GAs, like the position GAs, things like that. There were a couple, like... Co- coaches would bounce in and out. They would kind of like pop in. Yeah, like they were. On. Yeah. But mainly GAs, um, things like that. And all the strength staff was there. So um, they're all like collecting the times and stuff. So the first tryout goes by and they, I I swear, I think I had the fastest 40, the fastest shuttle. Like there's no way. I did like, I did the best I'd ever done in any of these drills. Like I said, I was like four, five, 40. I had a crazy fast shuttle and like, I was like, Oh, I killed it. This is great. And they don't take my slip of paper, but they take my buddy Jackson's slip of paper. And I'm like, what? So my friend had tried out with me and Jackson's an amazing athlete. Um, and he played at Kent state, uh, actually before he had transferred to Ohio state. And it was just crazy because, I mean, Jackson was like a linebacker. I think he ran like a 4.8 or 4.7, something like that. And um, But he had talked to the walk-on coordinator who happened to be a GA at Kent State when Jackson was there. So oh, this makes weird sense. scenario happened where like basically he had this connection to the guy. And um, so this is a good – this is part of the story though because <clears throat> Jackson starts talking to this guy – he takes Jackson's slip and keeps it for after. 
doesn't take mine. Nobody says anything to me. I'm like, I'm like, man, like this sucks. Like, so I end up leaving that and uh, I'm thinking like it's over. Like there's nothing going to happen. Jackson ends up talking to him and basically relays the information onto me. And they said, Hey, look, there's no roster spots anyway right now. Uh, but we wanted to just keep your information just in case kind of thing. So um, I go to Ninja Warrior. I'm super bummed. Like I've been training for years for this. Didn't work out. Uh, go on Ninja Warrior. We beat uh, Michigan, which was good. Then we ended up losing. So we kind of like lost on Ninja Warrior. Um, and then, yeah, I get Look at back Splash getting like, the highlights. <laughs> By yes, the way, by the way, go. you're listening to the OT with Nick and Frankie segment uh, with Clay Ratterman right now. Um, Nick is not on the show, so it's the OT with Nick and Frankie segment. This is a U Stadium sponsored show, and uh, tune in sporadically. This interview will be uh, posted on our YouTube on the app as always. So check us out at ustadium.com slash download to get the app um, or just go to ustadium.com for all your everyday uh, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL needs. Although we're discussing whether or not we even want NHL talk, but our producer again is Splash, who's a huge NHL fan. And it, it bugs me that he talks so much hockey on the app. But hey, gotta gotta fulfill the needs of the fans. We're here for the fans. We're by the fans. So that's how, that's how it rolls. we're on right now. Yeah, hell yeah, Clay. We're on with Clay Ratterman, and so, uh, so, I, so at this point in the story, you guys don't you beat you beat Michigan Ninja Ooh. Warrior Challenge, but you lose in the finals. Um, Splash killing it with these clips right here. Um, so, so, so again, this is your sophomore year, just to get that like yeah, yeah, or whatever, like understood. Okay, your sophomore year, you're at the first week. You you, you don't hear anything. There's no roster spots with Ohio State. Your friend has his contact with the coach yeah um with with the ga from his from kent and and then what happens next yeah so we lost basically i come back from from la from filming i'm like dude this sucks like didn't make the team not gonna be a ninja warrior hero here i'm just (laughs) i'm basically just uh back to regular old life and so i was pretty discouraged honestly it sucked like for a period of time i'm like Ah, man, like the, none of this stuff's working out the way I envisioned. And, um, yeah, I basically just, I kept work. I mean, I just, I love working out anyway. So kept working out, stayed in really good shape, continued to do football stuff here and there, but really wasn't even thinking too, too much about, uh, the opportunity. Cause you got to think like I'm getting, it's getting late into my, uh, career here or no, this is, this is my junior year either way basically it's, it's getting late and i'm thinking like man i'm i might not be able to make this happen so um i basically am going through school and my friend sends me a text and it's a tweet from ohio state football and they're basically like hey we're having an open tryout at this time and so i'm like oh my gosh this is probably four or five months later so this is the winter tryout technically and um wow i was like this wow, could I be your junior year you're saying so yeah. Wow. Yes. This is my, yeah. So at this point I'm like, Holy shit, there's another opportunity. So I, I was in class at that time and you had to go and sign up for the tryout. You had to go to the facility for like, they have like a walkthrough day before you go and do the tryout. So I just up and dipped from class and just run. It's like two miles to the, to the athletic facility. Oh, wow. So I just dip out and run to this facility 
and uh, go to the meeting, sign up again. Like I already knew the whole process because I'd done the tryout before. Um, go through the whole process and basically like I find my uh, a couple of my really close friends that I have nowadays. One guy that you'll have to talk to, Nick Simi, a fellow player, uh, walk-on friend of mine. But anyway, I find him at the tryout and we're like talking about it. We're all like scheming, trying to figure out like I'm telling them what happened at the last tryout and how it works and stuff. And so uh, the tryout's the following day. Go do the entire tryout again, performed really well again. It was like honestly very similar times as I got the first time around probably just because I was used to it, kind of knew what to expect. Um, I actually did worse probably, if anything. I mean, I, I can't really remember the exact numbers, but probably like a, a little worse than the first tryout because I wasn't like 100% focused on it. And so um, that tryout happens. And again, they don't take my slip at the end. And I'm like, God, man, this sucks. Oh like, what, like what is going on? Like the clearly this dude, like the, the guy must not like me or whatever the situation is, because I know for a fact I had the fastest time on the 40. Like I know for a fact I had the fastest time on the shuttle. And so I'm sitting there like they're just like, this doesn't make any sense. And so I'm walking off again and, I, and several coaches throughout the trial were asking me questions like, where'd you play ball in high school? Where'd you, you know, what do you, you know, what's your background? What do you do with this? And so I knew they were like somewhat interested but still nobody, the main guy that needs to take your slip never took my slip. And so the trout's over. He dismisses everyone. And he had a, like a handful of people staying back to talk to. And I was, again, not one of them. And so I'm walking to the sideline and I'm like taking my cleats off, basically. And uh, the safety GA at the time, Matt Turin, comes over and was like, hey, where are you going? And then starts talking to me. He's like, no, I want to I wanna keep you aside and see you do some additional drills. So he pulls me aside takes me with like one other guy and we go and we do positional safety drills completely off to the side. And then he brings me back over to the main guy and basically was like, we want this guy essentially is what he had said behind closed doors. They never promised me anything, but um, wow. he, they, they walked back up to me and they said, look, uh, no promises, but you know, we're going to do background checks, look at some things and uh, we'll be in touch. So they, they literally just said, we'll be in touch. And I'm like, Hell yeah. <laughs> like at least I got somewhere with it. <laughs> it was like a huge W. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm yeah, when you meet a girl out at the bar, you're like, she'll like, she's like, you know, we'll be in touch. We'll I have your number touch. or I don't have your number, but we'll be in touch. Don't worry. We'll be in touch. Yeah. So I got the, we'll be in touch. And so my other friend, Nick got the same thing. We're like, dude, what does that mean? We're like freaking out. We're like, uh, we're, we're pumped. And so like, we both made it through that initial period. And all of a sudden, three days later, it's a Friday and it's actually my brother's birthday. We're like going out to dinner for my brother's birthday that night. So it's January 17th. And so we're like heading out and I get a text message and it's from just a random number. And it just says, be at the Woody at 5 a.m. And that's like the, that was our athletic center, the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. So it was oh, from wow. one of the coaches that just said, be at the Woody at 5 a.m. Uh, and I was like, Oh my God. Like I, we knew we made it at that point and it was just like crazy. And I told my family and they were all pumped and stuff. And so that's how I eventually, you know, made the team. Little did I know, like I thought that, you know, I had succeeded and I made it, but really the journey was obviously just starting at that point. And then you got to go on and become an actual good football player on the team. So, but that's, that's the story to get to the walk-on point. That's the thing that I usually try to share with people. Um, because it is like, 
it is, it's a, a lonely process. It's a long journey. There's no guarantees. You really got to figure out a way to make it happen. And so that's why I felt the need to come out and start telling people is because there is a lot of high school athletes out there that if they really put their mind to it, they could make something like that happen. Yeah, absolutely, man. I know. And, and I know how uh, much stress you must have been under during those during that time as well, because uh, you don't know what's happening. You're trying to be patient. You're working out. Time's going by. Um, you, you had your first tryout with, with the team. You thought you did great. And then it was actually the second one, which you thought you did even a little bit worse. Um, yeah. And, and uh, it ended up being the one that actually uh, got you on the team. So let's just fast forward. So again, the timeline I, I'm trying to figure out. So you played. So I, so I would have been in junior, the senior of- year or your senior. Yeah, my junior and my senior yeah. year, but so it would have been like basically in the middle of that that junior year, essentially. Nice. So I and really didn't have school. that much time. That was like one of the, the yeah. parts that sucked is I because uh, then this is what I also try to tell people. I'm like, if this is your plan, like you got to start right when you're done with high school, like getting into it. Because I tried like significant amount after my first semester there. It's just you know, you don't know the process. So it takes, you know, some time occasionally. So you're, you're, let's you, you're on the team. And what was your first official practice like, or your first uh, workout with the team? How did that go? Or <laughs> what was the process in terms of you making? Cause you were explaining to me that you actually made uh, the final roster in a few instances and you traveled with the team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe you want to get into that a little bit. And I know you were telling me about uh, how Joe Burrow, when he had transferred, you were sitting with him at the. Uh, you get he eat lunch with you because you were one of the walk-ons, and Burrow's there, and you guys were like, "Oh well, yeah." Every, everyone's homies on the team, like everyone's. But I just remember specifically, like with with Joe. Um, I mean, it's just crazy to see that, like, because Joe was a transfer and he came in. He was so good. And I just remember thinking all the time, like, how is he not the starter? You know, like, I'm like, how is he not starting? <laughs> but then you look at it and you're like, oh, we have JT Barrett, who's like a prolific quarterback in the Big Ten. We have Dwayne Haskins behind him. We had Tate Martell and we had Joe. And so, like, there is – I just remember thinking a lot of times, like, I'm like, man, Joe's so good. I, I can't believe uh, he's not, like – it's almost like Ohio State's just so flooded with talent that it's – I mean, if you look at the roster, my year, you can see it. It's like there's so much talent there that it's it's hard to even make the right decision. And the problem is a lot of these kids, like if you, if you let them go in and play and then you rip them out because they're not performing that well to put someone else to go in there and play, it's really hard because if, if you feel like you're about to get pulled at any second, you can't really get loose and like, you know, get in the game. And so I feel like a lot of people struggle with that in, in the sense of like there's so much talent there that your opportunities are not uh, – you better make the most of the opportunities that you do get. But no, Absolutely. anyway, yeah. The, the first practices and stuff, oh, man. you're. I mean, I was a walk-on. So like our first lifts, like we started – I mean, they didn't even let us lift. Uh, we, didn't, we weren't even allowed to touch weights. Like Coach Mick has this thing down to a science. Like we're in, <laughs> we're in the – like the turf field, just like getting after it. Like you got to prove yourself every step of the way. So uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of people don't make it through. Um, So if you're a walk-on, like 
I, I'm pretty sure the the out of all the walk-ons that I walked on with, me and my two friends, Nick and Jackson, are the only two that made it from my class that started with. So wow. out of I mean handful of people, you know, majority of them don't make it all the way through. It's wild, but, man. It's wild. So so you're at practice, you have you have corners like Denzel Ward, you had Jeff Okadu. How do you pronounce the name again? Okada? Okuda. Jeff Okuda. Okuda. Jeff Okuda. I, I, he's not good enough right now in the NFL for me to remember his name uh, hey, as a household. I'm sorry. Sorry, he Jeff. Was good. I, didn't, he's, I didn't like to pick ball. Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal. I don't know. Who's better, Jeff or Denzel? Who, who do you – you're starting a team. You have Denzel Ward or Jeff. Who, who are you well, taking? Well, like – I mean, Jeff's just younger. I think Jeff has the potential to be insanely good, but Denzel is like not Denzel is just a natural freak of nature, dude. Like he's got, he's crazy. <laughs> he can, this guy runs like a four, two forty or jumps like 45 inches in the air. He's like, he's just like one of those freaky athletes. Um, but yeah, no, they're, I mean, they're both super good, but yeah, I mean, so practice wise, like at least as a walk on, like I said, coach Mick, the strength, the main head strength coach, one of the best human beings on planet earth. He, I mean, he taught me so much. Like you really do got, you got to earn everything. I mean, no one's there, especially as a walk on You're not just going to like walk in there and be like, they're going to be, you know, wanting to uh, like it's, it's, they gave you an opportunity. So you got to earn your way through everything. And yeah, I mean, I just, that's the, the way I always looked at. It. I was super grateful to be there. Wanted to do everything right. Um, and yeah, if you do everything right and you work super hard, then you get rewarded and um, yeah, people will respect you. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%, man. What was uh, what was Coach Meyer like? What was Urban like? How did he run the show? Um, what was uh what are what are some some behind the scenes uh intel on uh, on that coach? <laughs> coach Meyer. Yeah, it's hard to say what he's to say what he's like, he's like what he he's the same kind of behind closed doors as he is in front of other people. So he's, he's got, he's pretty consistent. Um, there's nothing really like secretive about him. He's just, he is who he is. He's a very, uh, I mean, insanely good coach. And he's got, I, I guess the mentality that he has is definitely like running, running it like, um, kind of more business oriented, like very structured, very streamlined, very like performance-based winner loser type mentality. Um, yeah. So just super competitive, I think is the right word. Like he wants competitors. He wants people that, that want to go out and compete. Like they, that they're there to win every single thing that they do. Um, so yeah, the, the environment would be described as like highly highly competitive which i think is a good thing uh in a lot of cases in, in football absolutely yeah i remember when we were talking about it, you were saying every snap he wants uh, or every practice rep he he declares a winner or a loser um which is important i think i think uh i think that's 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 a great way to to coach honestly i mean you 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 want to win every rep um because if you win more reps than the other team in most instances, it means you're outperforming them and, and you'll score more and you'll win more. So um, so what do you think about Urban in Jacksonville now? I mean, do you have – do you think – is that there's too many variables there? Do you think he's going to be super successful there or or you 
can't say. What are what are kind of your thoughts there? I have there? no idea, honestly. Yeah. I, I'm sure he'll be like that guy's a, like he'll be a successful at anything he does. He's that kind of guy. Like he's not gonna yeah. He's like I said, the, the competitive nature comes from him. It stems from him first. He's a, an amazing competitor himself. Like he's that's why he wins so much. He everything is win or loser. Like it kills him to lose. And same, same with all of us. Anyone who's in that ecosystem and environment, you're there to win. And um, it's, yeah, I mean, that's that's the way it is. And so I think he'll bring that same uh, energy to Jacksonville. And hopefully, I mean, I don't know. It, there probably is more variables at the NFL level. But, I mean, he has the systems down. So he has these systems yeah. within any football team that he can walk in and probably make it a winning program. And that's why I think he wants Tebow there. I mean, everyone's talking about uh, them signing Tim at tight end, and it's there's some uproar about it. But I think it's as simple as he wants winners in that locker room. I that's mean, it. he wanted you in there. He wanted a bunch of high-character individuals that care about winning in, in that locker room. And, and Tim's one of those guys. I mean, uh, it's, you don't need to look too much into it to know um to to listen to Tebow and just hear it in his voice and uh when they had lost that game in Florida and his speech after I mean um that old miss game I mean he's he's just got winner all over him I mean that's all he cares about live dreams and breathes it prays about it um but yeah diving more into it um so this is actually a funny story so your first catch you're playing in the uh the spring game, spring right? Game, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the spring game. What happened? Your first catch. You get on the field, and you're. By the way, you're a safety, but they ended up. <laughs> you ended up playing wide receiver again. So you start. You, yeah. you uh, basically ended, or not ended, but that your first play was really where you started. So, so how did that go? What ended up happening there? Oh man, yeah. So, so the spring game, like, they, it's kind of like one of those things where, like, the spring game is like they're they want to see all the starters play. And then they want to see all like the second string play. And then after that, it's basically like if you're like a, a walk on or you're someone who's like of that degree, they're basically going to they, they'll they put you in towards the end. If you're like one of the people that's like well respected on the team, you're doing everything right. You're doing well. They'll they'll like get, basically give you playing time. And so um, in a lot of cases, like sometimes they like if you like walk ons can work, work their way up and like legitimately play, too. So. Uh, for me, Coach Shiano, uh put me in at receiver for what he was like. Basically, like, oh shoot, <laughs> you know, I don't. I want to make sure Clay gets time because he, like, you know, obviously, uh, me and him had a good relationship. So he's trying to do me some favors and, like, you know, get me some playing time. So he puts me in a receiver, and I'm like, okay, like, I have, I don't know any of the plays. I play safety. Like, I've only been like studying. Even just safety was a ton of work. So. I'm going in a receiver. I have no idea what's going on. And they're like, oh, yeah, just like run a run a bubble screen or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, like run a screen. And Dwayne's just like slinging it at me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, my <laughs> yeah, my first catch was from uh, a bubble screen from Dwayne in the, uh, the spring game. <laughs> um, how, many like yards, how many yards, yards did, did he get over under like three, two yards? Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> three, two and a half. Give me Could two have and a negative half. one. Oh, two and a half on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um so so at ohio state uh you obviously were telling me that the team's really close you had made friends with uh nick bosa and, and the chase youngs on the team and, and 
and Jordan Fuller's I know is is a pretty close friend of yours. You were telling me Jordan, yeah, um, Jordan's a good friend. Nick and like Chase and all those guys. It's I mean like I haven't talked to them in a minute. Obviously they live crazy lives, but no, I mean we're during like time on the team. Yeah, everyone's like pretty close. I mean you're all going through the same stuff. It's kind of like one of those things where like you just I mean everyone just bonds over doing hard stuff all the time. So uh, yeah, everyone on the team's like pretty cool. Is you know obviously uh it's it's crazy to see these people like go on in in their careers and stuff because you know you go through like a lot of this this stuff with them like you like a lot of times that no one sees like man these people really put in so much work that people just don't know about that you they always see like the just the tip of the iceberg where you're like oh this person's some crazy athlete they're famous or whatever but no man they put in the time and the reps and you know, it's, it's every single day. Yeah. And it's, that's, that's a, a lesson in a lot of ways, man. I mean, whether or not it's starting a business like, like you're doing now, or, um, you know, whether you're in school, you want a degree. I mean, it's, it's those, it's those late nights, it's those early mornings. It's, it's the, the time and effort you put mm-hmm. in. Um, and you were even telling me that, uh, at Ohio state, when these athletes come in, they're really, uh, focus most of the time and they're oh, they yeah. know that uh, they're there to go to the NFL which I think maybe you want to shed a little bit of light on that yeah um, like for, for our viewers so anyone that goes in at that like if you're playing at Ohio State and you got recruited to go there I mean that's one of the top schools and you know I'm and I'm biased but it is it's one of the top schools in the nation and if you're part of one of those top five programs, like you're there to, they know the, the gravity of the situation. Like they, a lot of them, I think understand, Hey, if I put in my work here for a few years, I'm potentially cashing out with a lot of money uh, if they do <laughs> things properly. And, and, you know, there, there are people that do get discouraged and things like that, or that transfer and whatever, but everyone I think understands, um, at least on a base level that they're there to, uh, to work. So, um, yeah, everyone has a pretty good, I think work ethic head on their shoulders. And if they don't coach Mick's going to whip them into shape real quick. So everyone kind of gets like it, the cool part about Ohio state is if you come in, like everyone's treated the same way as a freshman, like sure. Even if you're like the chase youngs, like you're still going to like coach Mick is going to treat you the same way as everybody else. Uh, so everyone has to earn their stuff and work their way up. Then once you start to build your name and you start to become, you know, a little bit more important of an asset on the team, then I'm sure, you know, things change a little bit. But the cool part is, yeah, everyone comes in at the same level and they they make everybody work. Did you see a lot of athletes or a few that came in that uh, just were not focused? They maybe partied too much or they weren't so disciplined that they never really got a chance to to play or uh, obviously make it to the next level. Yeah, those were, yeah. There, I mean, there are some situations that are sad, like if people get, you know, kicked yeah. off or things like that or, you know, made too many wrong decisions. They really, really do a good job of, uh, like, giving you every resource you could possibly need to have to be successful. Absolutely. So, I mean, if, if you do end up at the point where you – you are off the team. I mean, man, you've made a lot of wrong decisions to get there. Um, so I, 
it sucks because you feel really bad for those people. But yeah, that, I mean, that does happen. It's part of it. Like I said, even with the walk-on stuff, like if you're a walk-on, you just have less mistakes you're able to make. Like you better not make any actually. (laughs) Why would you uh, mess anything up if you're given the opportunity? So, you know, for them, if people mess up too many times, yeah, things happen. Like if you get caught, I mean, there's drug tests and there's, you know, um, I mean, like you could, if you miss a lift or you're late or things like that too many times in a row, like, yeah, there's going to be issues. But I think a lot of times um, the people that go in there that, that understand what, like what they're a part of and Ohio state does an amazing job of that, the culture and everything, everyone's pretty much on the same page of like, this is something really special here. And we're going to try to uphold this not for ourselves, but for, um, the people that came before us that built this and the people that are about to come after us that, you know, are going to hold up this legacy. Absolutely. Yeah. At schools like Ohio state legacy is everything you, uh, when, before you go and left, before you go to take the practice field, you have some sort of sit sign or, or a quote mm-hmm. from, from legacy, you know, from legacy players and whatnot. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's got that name. I mean, it's a re- there's a reason why they're, they're churning out maybe the best NFL talent today. Um, yeah, quick, uh, quick thing. So Dwayne Haskins obviously got in a little bit of trouble last year during COVID. Um, he pulled a Nick Spano. He was uh, late uh, one night at a strip club during COVID. One of our uh, one of our guys here does that often, so that's probably why he's not on the show tonight. I'm just <laughs> kidding, actually. Nick, Come on, I don't think Nick. Nick's ever been to a strip club. Come on, yeah, I know Nick. Nick, if Nick, if you're listening to this right now, I mean, you got to get home, man. You have a kid now. Come on, but uh, no. All jokes aside, Dwayne, what did you think when that happened? I mean, you you were with Dwayne for for a few years there at Ohio State, so uh, was that surprising to you? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't. I honestly, I'm not like I don't really follow the NFL super closely. Um, I'm not like in the weeds and like un- know what what's going on with everyone. I just I think a lot about a lot of those guys is like, man, I hope they're doing really well. They're you know old friends of mine and. I, I, yeah, I guess I just don't pay a ton of attention, but I did see that. Uh, I saw something or somebody <laughs> like had mentioned it to me and I was, I was shocked. I mean, like I, it does not sound like the Dwayne that I know at all. Um, and I don't, I honestly, maybe people were just blowing it way out of proportion. That's probably the more likely yeah, scenario. Yeah, a little bit. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause he's a super, super good guy. Um, from when I knew him, he was to be honest, he's one of the most focused people I had ever met uh, in terms of like being really, really dialed in on what it is that he wanted to do. Extremely focused on football, did everything right, fought, you know, was always, you know, he was just one of those guys that did everything right. So I, yeah, I'm shocked, I guess, to hear that, but uh, I'm sure he'll be, he'll be fine. I mean, but again, Dwayne probably understood while he was in college, hey, I can make a ton of money if I do these couple years right and I you know do everything right and have a good career here I can go on and make a lot of money and so kudos to him I mean he did it so I yeah I still think he's a yeah, great I mean, guy you see an, <laughs> yeah he doesn't I mean honestly he doesn't come across as someone who's uh not focused and, and is all about money. It seems like he genuinely wants to be a good football player. I think he was a little bit immature in, in some of his, uh, you know, in the process of him getting into the NFL and how he acted Probably. after the fact he seemed like, uh, I, I don't know. He was, he was talking about like who, who he was a fan of when he was a kid and this and that. And I'm like, that's great. 
But I mean, you listen to a really focused player. Sometimes they, they say different things. He was talking a little bit like a, like a high school football player, like going to a D1 school. And it's like, no, dude, you're a D1 player going to get the keys to a billion dollar franchise. It's a little bit different. So I think well, it was a little naive yeah. in the process and he'll learn. I'm he'll, he'll, he'll hopefully be able to put it together. I was just going to say, like, you got to understand. I mean, imagine imagine if it was you. You're 21 years old, maybe. 20, you're 21, 22 years old, getting millions of dollars just deposited in your bank account. Everyone's trying to talk to you. Everyone's trying to, like, you know, get something from you. They probably have a million family members trying to get their money. A bunch of people trying to... Uh, I mean, it's got to be difficult to deal with. I, I, I mean, I can't imagine doing it. So, um, well, I can't. You see it with happens, you see. <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen. Nadabot, yeah. by the way, yeah, Playround and Founder CEO not about that of Nadabot.io. <laughs> Check him out on the site. We're gonna we'll, we'll plug it in the description below of um, on YouTube so people can check you out and check it out. Um, nice. Yeah, no, man. I mean, you know what happens uh, to college uh athletes specifically they're so focused they train so much they don't have much fun necessarily um they're not going out yeah. and doing some of the things that they want to do um you know go go out partying okay. meeting girls or whomever <laughs> i mean it, it becomes a process where um you don't you're you're confined to training to being a great college athlete then when you go to your professional league and you get all this money you're like crap, I want to go party. I want to go pop mm -hmm. bottles. I want to go to the strip. You want to live somewhat of your glory days that you didn't get. So um, yeah. I saw that at, at, I mean, I played college ball. I played uh, FCS yeah. or at the one double at Colgate. Um, I saw a lot of my friends that were or, or on the team that were at Colgate that I was partying. That's why I wasn't a good football player at Colgate. Um, but um Seriously, I mean, I always say this: uh, it's it's you have to pick when you go to school as a college athlete, regardless of if it's D one, D two, D three. I think it's school, school partying, girls, guys, whatever, and uh, sports. School yeah. partying, sports. What do you want to do? Like honestly, like what what what, what are you going to prioritize? You can't be great at all three. You cannot. No. You're not going to be no, a great no student. Way. A Big time crazy partier and a great uh, ball player all in one. It's I maybe I think one person on our team. I think I can, I can think of one like, as well. Yeah, I can think of one on our team, just one who was like awesome, great, great player. I think he was all Patriot League. Was uh, partying every other night and was getting like A's or had like a three point eight five or something. Yeah, so usually you can pick one. For me, it was partying, unfortunately, or, or, or I don't know. That's good. Whatever. I'm I'm here now. I could, I could care less. I don't re I don't regret much. Um, wh what's the point of regretting? It's in the past. But um, for me, it was partying. Uh, maybe school second. Honestly, I mean, I, I I wasn't going to the NFL, so I really didn't care about football all that much. But yeah, um, you're not going to be an effective player. Um, with with that approach, honestly. Yeah. So, and to your point, I think. I think a lot of times too, it's you embed so like after so much discipline, like after you have to wake up, you have to watch film, you have to do a workout, you have to go to practice, you have to do another thing, you have to yes, like you've done so much discipline, you gotta do your schoolwork, you gotta do whatever. When you do wanna go party, you wanna really go party. You're like, oh my God, finally I can like, 
you know, yeah. go and do something. So I think the partying is more extreme for football guys and for, for people like that because their discipline is also so extreme. So the the level of extreme discipline, it's, so kind true. Of, it's like, oh man, now I got to go really let go here because it's my one night. It's like, if I, if I got one night a week, I'm going, hey, I'm like, I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, them. man. And you have so personalities. You have people that, that go ham in anything. I mean, they have yeah. to do, it's like, should I have to do three more reps on this and I'm dying? I'm going to bust those three reps out. Yeah. Damn, if there's a couple extra shots and I'm dying, I'm I'll take it. those shots also. It's kind of yeah. like a mentality that can uh, you can live or die with that mentality, honestly. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like it's wild. And that's like with all the – you know, there are times like, yeah, when – Maybe it's not in the season. It's the winter time after some hard workout, something like that, where there is time where you can go and party and, and have fun. But you're right, though. It, it is a lot. It's just a ton of discipline. And so when probably when they're when they realize like if they're in the league, once they realize this is my life, I better do what I want to do because forever I've been doing what my coaches tell me to do. They're probably at some point like I should do what I want to do now. I made it. You know, and so that that probably is tough to deal with. Um, luckily for me, I partied when I was like freshman, sophomore. So by the time I had made the team, yeah, I had gotten were, a lot of the partying. Yeah. I was like, eh, partying, whatever, not a huge deal. Don't have to do it. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. It's uh, it's uh, college is crazy in general between the parties and some of the time you have, well, you have more time than even you can imagine when you play football, you don't necessarily. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's the opposite. Actually, you're having those 5am lifts and runs, which are the most miserable things yeah. you could possibly imagine. Um, and, uh, and yeah, man. So yeah, just in wrapping up, um, we're, uh, we're talking with Clay Ratterman. This is a little bit different than what we usually do on U stadium. Um, but uh, I wanted to chat with you. I wanted to just, have you on our on our network um you can check out uh more shows and clips um and future interviews on uh, on you stadium uh on youtube or go to ustadium.com uh, you can check out our app at ustadium.com slash download or just go to the website and you can download the app from there um but yeah clay uh last thing so now you are uh post your ohio state walk-on career um it's you're done. starting this business yeah you're not in the league, although Timmy got a tryout. So I, I don't know, man. Maybe you uh want to call, call Coach. coach Meyer, uh, hey, you need to walk on safety. Up. I got the guy for you. <laughs> <laughs> you need a you need a fullback, a, a third string fullback. He's bringing in you know four string tight end. So maybe you're uh, you could you can make the team there. But um, yeah. What are you what are you up to now? Tell the viewers where they can follow you. What are what are your motivations moving forward? And uh, and yeah. We'll wrap up after that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I live in Austin, Texas. Which, Frankie, we got to get you out here to visit. Um, but I'm yeah, in. I'm down down in Texas, and yeah, I, I have a company called Notabot right now, basically a marketing company. Um, I do a lot. Of, I still am very involved in fitness, believe it or not. After uh, very many years of doing it, I got a, a race coming up. I'm trying to do a hundred mile endurance event. Um, 100 mile run basically oh my soon and then yeah if you guys want to follow me so again the reason i tell these stories the reason i even I, i'm not super comfortable talking about the walk-on stuff i wasn't like a i didn't you know go on and become this nfl player and have some prolific college career 
But the reason I tell the story is because I know there's a lot of kids out there uh, that are in that boat. So if you want to follow me, uh, go to Clay Ratterman on YouTube. I've posted some stuff about the walk-on stuff to give you guys tips on how to go walk on if you're a younger athlete. And then beyond that, uh, Clay Rat on Instagram and um, LinkedIn is just Clay Ratterman. Awesome, man. Awesome. No, I think it's I think it's super motivating too. I mean, we all look at uh, people in our lives and we think this is unattainable. We think it's like, it's a dream, you know? There's no way mm. we could become this or do this or do that. It's not as crazy as you think. If you put your focus, you, you put your energy towards something, you put the discipline in the work like you did, opportunity comes. Opportunity knocks at the yeah. door, they say. Hey, you got, got to open it. You know what I mean? Um, heard a quote recently. It's, it's not about talent. It's about courage. Courage is a lot more uh, valuable to you being successful in what you're doing than talent. And I think, um, I think you've, what you said today has been super empowering for people listening for myself. Um, I know Splash is probably not listening. He's probably watching uh, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards highlights. And Splash, Gus, Gus uh, ran a 4-5-3. Oh, big deal. Clay, Clay, uh, Clay, I'll pick Clay hey, right now. Me. He, he's got... <laughs> not now. Gus Edwards got a little beat up last year. He might have had a few cheeseburgers out there with, Mar with, with Marky Mark before he left. So I, I don't know what's going on in Baltimore this year. They, they didn't address the running back. They got a... Uh, I got Bateman though, big Bateman out there. Oh, Splash, we're gonna have a conversation after. Hey, the show Splash, at least you're a JK fan. You, you got that going for you. That's true. That's a, that is true. Um, all right, cool. Oh, last thing, you were mentioning this to me before, and I just want to end the show with this. I am a huge Terry McLaurin fan. Like I am fanboy 101. I love me some scary Terry. I get, I'm going to get him in fantasy again this year. I don't care. My fantasy peeps, if you're listening, people in my league, I'm getting Terry McLaurin. I'm going to reach for him. I don't care. I don't care what team he's on. I'm not that big of a fan. Um, <laughs> what You said you were surprised at how good he's been thus far. Like You're like, I can't believe it. What, what, was, well, what no, was that about? I mean, maybe that's reversed. Oh, so he was super, super good at Ohio State, and I just don't think he even had enough opportunity there. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is he wasn't as like, um, he wasn't because there's so many receivers there. It's hard to say like, oh, this person's going to be the the biggest personally. I guess looking at it now, though, Terry was like not only insanely good, but. He was the kind of guy that, again, was one. He was like Jordan Fuller, where they do everything right. They put in the work every single day. Like, literally, Terry did everything right and had that dog mentality of like being a super, super good competitor. I just think the, the part that's crazy about all this stuff is it's like you see Terry go somewhere, you see Jordan go somewhere. They're not like the crazy highest picks or anything. But finally, once they get on that team, they get in their groove and people actually start to use them. Then they shine and they're like this incredible athlete and it's just it's crazy because at ohio state you don't like i said get that many opportunities because of how much talent there is there so um i'm not surprised that i if anything i would bet money that jordan fuller is going to be amazing i would bet money that terry's going to be amazing i'd bet money on any of the players that were on that team because i watched them work every single day and went to work with them every single day um but it's cool to see terry be so good in the NFL 
because he deserves to be, you know, like he put in all the work, he did all the reps, he did everything right. Um, it's just, it's kind of shocking sometimes when you see finally someone get what they actually deserve, you know? So I guess that's what I meant by like, oh, it's yeah, shocking to yeah, see. Yeah, if you look how, at his numbers, it wasn't, yeah. I mean, you had Paris Campbell there, you had a bunch of other exactly. receivers and running backs. It's like he did, he just didn't get the the looks and, 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 the, and the reps necessarily. Yeah, it wasn't like he was like this, like the only good receiver at Ohio State that went on and then yeah. became, it was like he's one of, a bunch of really good receivers that were there. And so it's the same thing with Jordan Fuller. Like he, he picks off Brady twice in one game and I'm watching, I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm like, like he so deserves this. Like if anyone deserves this, it's Jordan Fuller. And I'm like, it's just so cool to see it finally, like the payoff finally hit. Heck yeah, man. That's all. That's what it's about. Um, But yeah, Clay, I appreciate you so much, my man. Um, I cannot wait to get feedback on this. I think this interview has been awesome. It's just been a great story um, from your upbringing, and, and you're clearly a, a stand-up kind of guy, and uh, we really appreciate it here at U-Stadium. Um, and, yeah, you're listening to uh, OT with Nick and Frankie. We'll be conducting interviews, and, uh, and yeah, you can catch us and everything we do here at U-Stadium at ustadium.com. Or uh, go to YouTube and click on search for U Stadium, and, uh, and and here we are. But Clay, man, thank you so much. Have a great uh, rest of your week, and uh, and yeah, man, we'll be in touch. Hell yeah, follow U Stadium, baby. Woo! It's all about Woo. the U, baby. Throw it up. <laughs>